Welcome to another edition of Confessing Our Hope, the podcast of Greenville Presbyterian Theological Seminary. As usual, I'm your host, William Hill, and today we have a, a short edition of the podcast. We're going to sit down and talk with Dr. Nick Wilborn on um, uh, a general subject, but um, one that I think uh, is helpful and would be beneficial if people would take advantage of. Uh, a publication that's been put out called the Confessional Presbyterian. Now, many of the listeners have probably heard of it or are at least in some sense familiar with it, but that's only part of it. You need to also uh, utilize it, take advantage of it, and subscribe to it. So we're going to talk about that with Dr. Wilborn in, in just a minute as he bangs around his microphone and, and in my ears no longer work correctly. Uh, just a real quick update on the podcast uh, coming up on the program. The easiest way to find out that information is go to the website, confessingerhope.com. If you're interested in more information about the seminary, it is gpts.edu. So those are the two main sources of information, both for the seminary and or for the podcast. Now, as indicated, we're going to talk with Dr. Wilborn. He is the pastor of Covenant Presbyterian Church in Oak Ridge, Tennessee, And he's also an adjunct professor of church history here at Greenville Presbyterian Theological Seminary. So, Dr. Wilborn, it's good to have you on. I know this is a busy day for you, and I was hopeful to go with you guys, but it didn't work out. So, anyway, um, (laughs) but it's good to have you um, in to talk about the Confessional Presbyterian. Now, there's been 10 volumes put out uh, in the most recent one that's been released, but what is um, the—how did it all get started? Yeah, well, it's good to be here as always. And uh, it started in, the, well, the first edition was in 2005. Chris Coldwell, many folks listening would be familiar with Chris, uh, uh, published, publishing out of uh, Dallas, Texas for many years, uh, reprinting a lot of uh, Puritan, Scottish, Presbyterian volumes, um, seeing volumes that had previously not been translated or or brought into publication in many years. And uh, so during the 2004-05 period, Chris came up with the idea, really it was his, his idea of, you know, the church could really use uh, a, a, a journal that deals with, uh, with issues doctrinal, issues historical, uh, issues ecclesiastical, from a from a Westminsterian confessional, uh, as well as three forms of unity uh, perspective, and so he began to recruit men uh, that he thought might be interested. And um, in those early days, he had a number of uh, uh, consulting editors, men who he could draw on, contributing editors for articles and uh, interaction to, to say, here, here's someone that, that, that has this commitment, this confessional commitment. And, uh, and so those men, David Hall was involved in that. Uh, uh, Ligon Duncan was in on the front end as a, as a contributing and consulting editor. Uh, John Meather, uh, John still does some things. Alan Strange now uh, is a, is a, very helpful resource for us up at Mid America Reformed, and so uh, that's how it got its starting uh, point. In 2005, the first edition came out. I was uh, uh, very blessed to be asked on the front end if I'd be willing to serve as a contributing editor, and so I did that. And 
was able to contribute to the first uh, first edition of the Confessional Presbyterian, and um, and so it's it's been around now. As you said, ten editions have come out. We're working on number eleven. It's been in the past an end of year publication coming out in the last quarter. Mm-hmm. Usually November December is when it gets to the libraries and gets in in your mailbox. Uh, we decided this year when it came out in December that you know it'd probably be a good idea if 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 it if it came into the mailboxes and was available around GA time, General Assembly time, for the OP, for the PCA, mm-hmm. for the ARP Synod. And so uh, we went to work immediately, and uh, we're not going to quite make assemblies this year, but we're going to be probably July publication. Uh, and so that's what that then hopefully next year we'll be able to gain a couple of months on that and uh, have it available by the time folks go to general assemblies and to their synods and um, they can pick it up. So, so number 11 is going to come out at the end of 2015, and then 12 will come out sometime mid-year in uh, 2016? 11 should be out this year, as I said, in July or August. Oh, yeah. that soon. Okay. Next wow. next year by May is, okay. our, is our plan. And, and what is the – obviously there's a certain strategy to doing it by GA time that, that wasn't arbitrary. Is Do you know the reasoning for well, sure. doing that? Uh, the reason is so that when it's fresh – it's available to the assemblies where men are buying books and mm-hmm. and interacting over issues, and we always try to touch on some of the issues of the church uh, and have someone uh, able, theologian, historian, write on issues, reviewing books, you know? Sure. Uh, for instance, uh, last year in Volume 10, uh, we had... Carl Truman review the Puritan theology, which uh, Joel Beakey and Mark Jones put together. Uh, we had Daryl Hart review uh, Bradley Longfield's uh, History of American Presbyterianism. Uh, Longfield, a man from a little different uh, <laughs> uh, camp within Presbyterianism, <laughs> but, uh, but a, a very noted historian. And, of course, Dr. Hart, being an OPC ruling elder and uh, historian of note. And so this year, uh, Dr. Truman's reviewing uh, Gerald Bray's wonderful new uh, historical theology, God Has Spoken. And so uh, it came out last year. This would be, I think, uh, uh, at least one of the first reviews of that book that will be seen. You know, on the book reviews, one of the things we we decided to do a few years ago is uh, not just limit our reviews to new publications within the last 18 to 24 months, but also publication or republications of books that had been brought back but not might not be known to a wider audience. Uh, people might not even be aware that they've come back into print and that they're they're so useful. Um, we did that a couple of years ago, in fact, with uh, Preston Graham's uh, outstanding treatment of um, Stuart Robinson mm-hmm. uh, and and his uh, his volume that was published by Mercer Press, A Kingdom Not of This World. 
And there he goes into the whole spirituality issue, the spiritual doctrine of the church. Stuart Robinson, great contribution to that doctrine in the 19th century. But but I realized that uh, I began looking and I began doing searches, and there had been one review of this book hmm. published by a major university, or well, not a major, but a but a prominent, noted university press. And yet there had been one little bitty review in an obscure place and by a man who didn't understand the doctrine. And so the review is kind of strange. <laughs> and so uh, so putting it mildly, right? So we did a we did a review of a book, even though it was ten or twelve years old mm. at the time. Yep. Uh and so, you know, we do a few of those. We have uh I did one on a banner of truth. Uh, reprint of a volume from the 19th century by T.V. Moore. And uh, so we do that. That's a little different than some of the other uh, theological journals. Most of them concentrate just on the recent publications. Right. right. What's the target audience? Uh, is this the kind of journal that the average uh, member of a church, uh, maybe not a Ph.D. and no seminary training, would enjoy and benefit from? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, you know, we have a lot of pastors writing, not just academics. Uh, I mentioned Dr. Hart doing reviews and Dr. Truman. Uh, but, you know, even there, those those brothers, uh, Dr. Truman pastors a, a church as well mm-hmm. as teaches at Westminster. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dr. Hart's an active ruling elder in his church and has been for many years. Uh, so we, we try to make this a, a churchman's uh, instrument. Uh and on issues that touch the everyday life of the church, not just the just not the debated issues at the court level, but the everyday issues. For instance, last year in Volume Ten, uh, Pastor Roland Barnes down at Statesboro, Georgia, Trinity Presbyterian Church. Uh, we published a little piece of his called "The Practice of Lent and the Reformed Tradition." Because as you are aware, you, you're active in the courts of the church. You know, the holy day phenomena um, coming into the church of bringing all sorts of extraneous practices that don't fit in the, in the Reformed tradition, uh, at least in the Westminster tradition, mm-hmm. is becoming more and more an issue. And so... Pastor Barnes had written this little piece for his own church a few years ago, and he took it and updated it and beefed it up a bit to to give it a little more uh, clarity and uh, application, and that was published. So, uh, yes, it's uh, I, I think a broad range of people could benefit from it. How does um, the Confessional Presbyterian differ, if it does, um, from maybe other historical journals? I'm, I'm, I'm and now I can't think of any names. Um, I'm sure you could rip off a whole bunch of names, but how does it differ if it does, and, and how is it similar? Yeah. Um, you know, you always kind of hesitate to start comparing because you can end up sounding critical of others, and that's not the intent. It wasn't the intent of, of the original men nor the current editors uh, myself included, to 
to say, okay, no one else is doing it right. We're going to do it right. That was not the intent. It's still not. But I think probably where it differs is that I, I think I can illustrate it better than say it. Uh, we're very careful, uh, even though we publish articles by men who are not Presbyterian, for instance, uh, two years ago we published a very fine article on uh, James Henley Thornwell and one of his doctrinal emphases by a Southern Baptist scholar. Uh, and it we're called the Confessional Presbyterian. Uh, we wouldn't publish um, an article by that same Southern Baptist uh, scholar were he to submit it, which he hasn't, that was uh, speaking against mm -hmm. covenant baptism, for instance, because we are designed to promote a confessionally oriented viewpoint. Now, he was faithful in considering Thornwell's position and how it fits in the Reformed tradition. And so while uh, we publish men who aren't in our tradition, we don't publish articles that are outside of our tradition mm. as far as content-wise. Mm -hmm. I think that's, that's one of our emphases. Uh, so, you know, we might be accused of, well, you're just not very broad at that, at that point. And our, our answer is there are other academic journals that are. We think they meet that need. We just think we meet a need that's not, not a focus of, of others. So it's an issue of a niche then and, yeah. and, and, and focus and emphasis, not so much um, one's not doing it well and we're going to do it better. And, and, sure. and, and that's good. I appreciate the way um, you stated that. Your involvement, um, you mentioned you, you, it sounds like you've been involved since the onset of this, um, but uh, how is, has that grown over the, over the period of time? Uh, yeah, most things do, don't they? Yeah. Um, yeah, on the front end, I was a contributing editor. I initially said no. I just didn't think I had the time. Um, uh, I was pressed on the issue from a couple of different directions, and so I said yes. So for those who, who think I won't buckle under pressure, that's just not true. I've This is a case where I did. And uh, so... I'm going to remember that. So I, <laughs> I contributed an article to the first one on uh, in thesis deliverances, mm -hmm. and um, then over the years, I moved from well, look, you know, you've contributed to almost every edition we've had. In fact, I think of the ten we've had, I've only missed one, and uh, either reviews or articles or both, and. So the question came as we saw that this thing was going to make it and that it was, it was meeting a need in the church and it was going to have a life, at least for the you know, immediate future. Uh, the question came, look, need from Chris Coldwell. And I, I'd say, uh, frankly, this, this journal doesn't exist without Chris. I mean, he really is the the marrow of of it and we owe him a great debt for all the labor he puts into it and the finances and 
the inspiration. But uh, so there, Chris, there's your reward. And uh, but he says that he, with a smile on his face. I just want yeah, everybody to know yeah. this is not TV; it's radio. Yeah, he's. <laughs> and so he asked if I would consider serving as an editor sure. on the articles. And so I've been doing that for several years now. Uh, I think it was volume six that you didn't post in. I just quickly okay. scanned down through the list. Okay. Uh, Jim Cassidy, who's an, an OPC brother and pastor down in Austin, mm-hmm. Texas. Uh, Jeff uh, Waddington, who is uh, in the Philadelphia area. Yep. Nick Batzig, who's a graduate of Greenville and a dear friend and is a, is one of our more recent additions to the editorial staff for articles. And up until this year, Lane Keister uh, managed the reviews, the book reviews, keeping those things going. Uh, but because of his duties and some writing projects, uh, stepped down this year. And so we're uh, getting a new man ready to go on that for this coming year. Great. Now, we've talked a little bit about the history, the background, and some of those things. Volume 10 is the most recent, and, and we're not going to... Uh, go through this exhaustively anyway, but uh, just as a snapshot, perhaps, for those who are not already subscribers to this, and we'll get to that element of how to subscribe and pricing and all that good stuff in a minute, but um, um, volume 10, just to kind of create some excitement, perhaps, what was the, um, what is the focus of volume 10? Yeah. Each year, we try to have a little mini theme, something to kind of you know, center our attention. Uh, and volume 10 was uh, Machen. It was uh, Jay Gresham Machen. And uh, so his, his, his portrait is placarded on the front. Each year we have artwork done special for the editions. And uh, so he's on the front. And so the lead article was Jay Gresham Machen and Leroy Mach- uh, Gresham uh, cousins, confidants, and churchmen, and it's a little different look into Machen's life, and this cousin to cousin interaction that was carried on. Uh, Dr. Barry Waugh, uh, a fine uh, church historian and uh, a good friend of mine, wrote that article. Some may have read in the past five or six years a little publication he did of uh, Machen's uh, war correspondence during World War I, mm-hmm. which uh, has been published and is is interesting read. Yeah, in fact, we interviewed, I think it was Barry Waugh that did that book. Yeah. And we interviewed him on this podcast on that book. It's specifically oh, very yeah. interesting. It is. And, uh, yeah, and so Machen was sort of the focal point. Uh, and then we usually try to draw some themes that are related to that if if – if we have enough submissions that that work that way. Uh, Other articles, uh, for instance, uh, we had a contribution last year on the Puritan uh, instruction for profitable hearing of sermons. Mm. And, uh, boy. You talk about anything relevant. Yeah, appealing to the the church. Right. You know, the church-going individual, not just PhDs. That's a a great, Uh, great uh, uh, example of that. We had uh, a, a, a very fine article revisiting the McLeod Campbell uh, Doctrine of Atonement issue mm-hmm. that was a big issue in, in, in Scotland 
in the 19th century. And a look at Jonathan Edwards in that context as well. So you've got there, you know, a, a, a doctrinal issue. You've got a, a biographical issue with the Machen uh, cousins. Uh, I did an article on the diaconate. That's the third I've done thus far. Dating. Which we're going to try to get you back on to. As we've we'll, been trying for almost a year, yep. I think, to to do this discussion on the. Well, diaconate, we'll, we'll do that maybe this summer at General Assembly. That'd be a good context for that. <laughs> you trying to pull me into that? There's. Yeah. You know, uh, Dr. Shaw did a nice little piece. Uh, for those, I say nice little piece because he'll chuckle when he hears this. And anyone who knows Dr. Shaw, Benjamin Shaw, mm-hmm. knows that he's a man of few words. Yep. Those words are always insightful and useful and pregnant, uh, but few. And he wrote a nice little piece on Yuri uh, uh, Deweno Presbyterianism in the Old Testament, which yep. is, you know, some people think, well, you know, they just came up with that in the 19th century or they just came up with that in Scotland during the Reformation uh, and he's showing that no they built upon uh, a firm foundation in the Old Testament uh, corpus so uh, yeah it's uh, the liturgical nature of ecclesial ministry uh, Glenn Clary piece that came to us last year was very uh, don't let the title make you think, well, I, I don't know what that means. I'm not going to read it because you'll find it to be a very applicable article to just everyday life and how that, uh, how that our, our life of worship influences and impacts our lives. We had some, uh, we have a section called Siketnan, uh, uh, Yes and No. Um, for instance, last year's was on uh, the Two Kingdoms issue. And we had Jeff Waddington do a piece uh, with a response by David Van Drunen. And for our listeners familiar with the two kingdoms issue that's been discussed much over the last several years, uh, Dr. Van Drunen's books have, uh, have led to a lot of those discussions. And uh, so Dr. Waddington, on the one hand, taking a position, stating it, and then Dr. Van Drunen responding. We had a piece on law and gospel, which Mark Garcia uh, wrote his position, and then we published the response by Dr. Horton, Mike Horton, out at uh, Westminster Seminary in California. So, uh, you know, interacting on issues within the church, that's, uh, again, back to the, the purpose of the, of the journal. Yeah, it's an outstanding journal. It's well put together. Um, Chris Caldwell does a fantastic job. And those of you who uh, maybe don't know, he's also Naftali Press. Okay, so that's that. those are synonymous, really. Chris Caldwell, Naftali Press, they go together. Um, he's recently released a book um, on, uh, what was the guy's name? Oh, on the Nicholas Lord's Day. Bound. That's it. And it's a classic uh, work. I've I have it. I uh, haven't had a chance to get into it yet, but look, look forward to doing that. But they do a lot of other things, not just the confessional Presbyterian, but that's I think the their flagship um, yearly publication. It's well done. It's not a little pocket journal. It's eight and a half by eleven book. 
size, bigger than book size, um, and it's in depth. It's well done. The font is pleasing to read. Um, the artwork has already been mentioned is 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 superb, and um, there's a lot of diligence and work going into this. And not only that, um, I think you also employ peer reviews on the different articles, so yes. so other people are reading. And why don't you tell them what that what that even means? Yeah, uh, it's something we've. We started uh, early and have uh, become more committed to, and that is when articles come to us uh, just because, for instance, uh, we had an article come to us uh, last year, and it was an intriguing topic. Uh, I like the idea. Uh, I, I read over it and was not satisfied that he had argued his case. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so uh, I sent it on then to a second party. Uh, that party, uh, a scholar in that field at a theological seminary in the Midwest, he received the article without mention of name of who had written it, so that it's as unbiased as, pro, as, as possible. He read it. He sent back a, a review. Uh, bullet points. Here are what I think are the strengths. Here, here's some, he just got this wrong. Historically, this is not accurate. Here's where he needs to go. He's, he has to interact with mm. this issue for this to be a legitimate article, for this to be a, a credible arg, uh, uh, article for publication. And so we then not divulging our 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 scholarly reader on this uh, hoping not to create any hard feelings out there we send that back to the to the author and say look here's here's where we are on this and uh, if you want to work on this if you're open to these criticisms and you want to interact with these these documents with these scholars who've published on this, like he suggests, we're open to it. If you don't, well, you might like to look somewhere else for publication. So what we're trying to do there is be sure that that papers come to us that uh, while they may be very passionate, they're also very um, credible. Yep. And so they will 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 reflect. Uh, thorough scholarship not just uh not just passion yep so in this way it's very different and this is going to ruffle some feathers perhaps but oh well be careful well um, it, it yeah but this is different than a blog that's one of the big differences is you know we live in the age of the internet and everybody can write a blog if they feel like it so they just write they can sit down and they write whatever makes them happy and comes to mind and uh and that's all fine and good um, but uh, often, uh, rarely, if ever, it's reviewed by people. Um, and so this is not a blog. It's a, 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 it's a publication that is done professionally and, and carefully. And uh, so when you read it, um, you can be sure that it's been, been reviewed and, and examined uh, for accuracy. And, uh, you know, it's been fact-checked, if you want to use that phrase. Yeah. And so it's very helpful. We're coming to the end. I know you've got to drive up and see um, Dr. Smith today. And uh, I, I, please send my greetings along 
uh, to him, a dear man of the faith. Um, But um, how can the listeners subscribe if they haven't already? And uh, maybe pricing and website. And uh, there's also an email list, I think, as well. Yeah. Um, I should know all those things. Let me just read you this. First of all, I'd say if you do internet, go online to just Google the Confessional Presbyterian. Mm-hmm. It'll take you to yep. uh, tcp.com or something like that. And uh, there's all the information there. It's uh, currently $20 USA. Uh, libraries are 25 but for individuals, $20. There's a foreign rate. Um, and then there's... Uh, uh, there's there's some bulk rates as well if you if you want to buy several and I would encourage you buy several and give them to friends. But yeah, uh, before you go on, the one thing I forgot to ask, and 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 someone would probably email me and say, "Why didn't you ask this?" Volume eleven coming out. Are you able to give a preview as to what that will look like? Uh, yeah, we're uh, Professor Murray, John Murray, would be on the cover. Oh, that's great. Um, we've, um, our little mini under theme is sanctification. Great. And, uh, there's an article, at least I know one of the articles would be on, uh, uh, an overview of, uh, sanctification and the law, the role of law in, Mm -hmm. in our, in our growing in grace, uh, in the American reform tradition. So there'll be a survey of Edwards, uh, Charles Hodge. Robert Louis Dabney, James Henley Thornwell. And then uh, there'll be some other lesser names picked up on just to show that there was there is some breadth in that conversation. Mm-hmm. But there's also a, a general agreement that uh, uh, the words of our Lord, that sanctification comes through the Word of God, and the Word of God primarily summarized in the in the in the law of God, the moral yep. law. So, yep, uh, there's a good preview. Yep, and uh, well, anyway, I could go on. I love me, I love Murray. Let me just say one other thing. A few years ago, just to kind of give you an idea, it's not a. This is not a regional, uh, a journal of regional interest uh, or uh, importance. A few years ago, four or five, summertime, a friend of mine who teaches at another theological seminary. Uh, shot me an email and said, uh, Nick, hope you're well. I'm, uh, I'm in a faraway land. And he was about as far away from here as you can get on this sphere. And he said, I'm, I'm staying in the home of, and if I were to tell you his name, you'd recognize it. He's published books and uh, travels still in his retirement years to lecture and and said, uh, he asked me why I've never written anything for the confessional Presbyterian. And I told him I don't know. And he said, well, you should. I think it's the best journal available. Hmm. And he said, so you have a subscriber way down here on this other end of the of the earth. And said, I just thought I would encourage you with that. Plus, I'm willing to write if you'd like. And so he has. He's published for us since articles and reviews. And so it just kind of gives you an idea that this is applicable. It's germane. It's it's not a little. Uh, it's not a U.S. 
thing. A little which, cliquish thing. Which which really raises the question, has there any been any discussion, and maybe there is, it's already been done, and I'm just ignorant uh, of this, but of doing this in different languages? Uh, none that I'm aware of. But the scope, I, though, of, this, of the subscribers transcends just the U.S. It goes into yes. other countries and... So it has far-reaching. Um, That's right. A far reach uh, in its influence. Uh, so you mentioned the price, and 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 I I did pull up the website just for the listeners' sake who may not be in a, in a position to write or whatever um, as they're listening. But it's cpjournal.com. So cp confessional presbyterian journal.com. Very simple. Very well done website. Uh, as all of the publications put out by Naftali Press, Chris Caldwell, are very professional. Um, so, um, really, twenty bucks—it's a steal. And it's annual, you know. So it's it's a twenty bucks for a year. Yeah. And, um, so you do the math: twenty, twelve months, twenty bucks. You do the math; it's not much um, for what you get. It's it's packed. Um, just just to give you an idea, this journal for the volume ten is two hundred seventy-two pages. It, it's not twenty pages. So um, yeah, it's it's really. Well done. Any concluding remarks? Um, oh, you know the the other news about it is I think uh, they got they, they're finally recognized Library of Congress, so they have an ISBN number. They have all this. So if if you use it for research and citing and material, it's a lot easier now to do that. Um, right. so, so it's it's widely recognized um, as a legitimate publication. So um, yeah. Any concluding remarks no, before no. you? No. Thanks for having me. Make the drive I look forward to, to talking about the deacons. Yeah, well, and, uh, yeah, we'll have to do that. Um, trying to put together a little bit of a mini series of elders, deacons, officers in the church training, and um, in, you know the work that they do. And the diaconate, unfortunately, seems even to, in today's world, seems to be the the uh, redheaded stepchild of the officers in the church. Yep. And uh, um, so, look forward to doing that at some point, maybe this summer. But 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 anyway, thanks for being on. And 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 I would encourage the listeners: if you do not subscribe to this, then please do. Uh, $20, really? Um, it's nothing. And um, you get far more than $20 worth of material. Um, it's, it's just jam-packed, and it's well done. So um, take advantage of that. The website, again, is cpjournal.com. And uh, while you're there, look at the other publications that are being put out as well. So, again, Dr. Wilborn, thank you for being on. and just Thanks for having me. Programming update real quick. It's easy. Website, confessingourhope.com. That's where I try. Not always perfectly, but I try to keep the up-to-date broadcast, what's coming up uh, there, uh, and I'm always adjusting because that's just life, and it uh, you know, just happens. So anyway, until then, we do thank you for listening to this particular edition of Confessing Our Hope, the podcast of Greenville Presbyterian Theological Seminary, and God bless you.